Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Michael O'Farrell, by the way, his article in the Mail on Sunday claimed that successive Taoiseachs and health ministers, including the current cabinet ministers, agreed a secret plan to hide the true scale of the state's liability for illegal nursing home charges. Now, this was done in order to prevent a massive payout. And the top secret files, exposed by the Mail on Sunday, confirmed that the state faced the prospect of 12 billion liability and compensation for hundreds of thousands of families who were wrongly charged for care of their loved ones over a 30-year period. Now, Sinn Féin are calling on the Taoiseach and the Health Minister to make statements on what they know about this and to join me and to give me a bit more information on this. Sinn Féin TD David Cullinan joins the other line. David, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Uh, David, look, this is shocking. Now, there's two categories in this for people who are a bit unsure whether they were charged illegally. I suppose the first was the potential exposure of five billion relating to 250,000 patients with medical cards who were improperly charged in the public system from 1976. And the second category claimed involved residents who had no choice but to pay for private nursing home because there was no public places available to them. So how did this escape everybody at the time? Well, it didn't, to be quite frank, because there was an Ombudsman report back in 2010 which raised uh, some of these very issues. And there was also, of course, High Court and Supreme Court judgments. So all of this goes back to the state unlawfully charging people in nursing home care from 1970 up to about 2005. And uh, what was contended at the time was that the, uh, the 1970 Health Act would have covered people in nursing homes free uh, but the state was charging them. And in fact, the Ombudsman report in 2010 made it very clear that the Department of Health at the time and the health boards that were in place at the time uh, knew that this was an illegal strategy and it was unlawful, but they kept charging people anyway. So I don't believe that part of it is contested. So, uh, so were they still charging after Emery O'Reilly, the Ombudsman at the time, published the report, which was called the Who Cares report, ironically enough, were they still charging people after that? Were they still persisting in doing it? No, not not after that report okay. that was in 2010. So mm. the fair deal scheme was in at that point. So that gave a legislative underpinning for, for charges. So up to then, there was no legislation. And that, and that was the difficulty. It was the 1970 Health Act. That was the only act that the courts had recourse to. And their interpretation of that act was that the service should be free. So that was the, the background to it. What what subsequently emerged uh, and what is the source of the uh, the uh, article that you talked about in, in the Mail on Sunday and the disclosure from, from the whistleblower, Shane Carr, was that there was a memo that was crafted by the Department of Health in 2011. But that memo was then given to James Riley, who was the health minister, and, and that was obviously shared with government or should have been shared with government. And again, the allegation in, in the article was that that memo essentially set out or devised a, a very covert secret legal strategy but despite the fact that the department would have known that they would lose these cases on both counts, both medical card holders but also people who were forced to uh, avail of private facilities because there was a, a lack of public uh, places at the time, that those people would win their court cases and, and rather than just accept that uh, the strategy on the face of it from what's in this memo, from what we've seen uh, was that we will drag people through the courts uh, 
we know so it was sounds, You know, this sounds very familiar. It sounds almost like the cervical cancer when we talked about that going back about five years ago and what happened there and this uh, idea of government trying to limit their exposure uh, to redress or limit their exposure to refunding people. I mean, because the damage this would have done to people's lives at that particular time, because families who would have had elderly in care homes, for example, would have been pinned to the collar, probably paying the costs involved if indeed they even had medical cards. So they would have gone through quite a lot to have to pay for their elderly. Yes, well, well, certainly there wasn't full disclosure. Uh, and that's part of the, the problem here. Um, but what's more serious is that if you had the state and a department that crafted a legal strategy to, uh, I suppose, prevent people and stall people from getting the recourse that they deserved and the refunds that they deserved, and almost engaging in a war of attrition. Uh, and, you know, for many people who engage in the legal process, many of them dropped out because it just took too long. It seems from this memo, certainly from what we have seen uh, disclosed so far, uh, was that the strategy was to take the court cases or to take the legal cases up to the point of disclosure and then settle. But the other issue is there are many people who simply would not have been in a position to take a case because of the cost involved, the legal mm-hmm. cost. So it had the, the uh, chilling effect, I suppose, of of uh, not uh, allowing people... Uh, and or not certainly discouraging them anyway, yes. ...to get recourse. That, that's the, the central allegation here. Now, these are allegations. The only way that They're we... They're quite serious able- allegations, really, aren't they, um, you know, David, when you, when you suggest that this is almost covert, that you have government ministers, cabinet and former Taoiseachs, you know, knowing about something and purposely drafting up legislation or purposely drafting up a way to avoid paying back people money that they were illegally charged in the first place. It's quite, I mean, this, this would be corruption more than anything else. Well, if it's, if it's true, Niall, and that's the point. So I'm not saying it isn't true. What I'm saying is I've seen selective quotes in a newspaper article in relation to this memo in 2011. I haven't seen the memo. I think it's in everybody's interest, including government, for that memo to be published in full and other memos, because what the uh, article talks about is other ministers for health were also informed of this strategy. So, if are, and is, are these documents being made available to the public accounts committee? Not, not yet, and that's that's the point. So, this is that's the the nature of 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 the article. It says that on the 2011 memo, that the word secret is on the front of it. Now, I don't know if that's the case. That that's what's been reported. So, all we have at the moment is what's been reported and what's been put into the public domain by the whistleblower. The only okay. way for us to establish the full facts is for the government to to uh, deliver full disclosure and they should publish all of this information quickly so that we can all see for ourselves what the memo says, uh, what strategy was in place and whether or not what's been alleged actually happened because your point is if this was something that was uh, facilitated by successive ministers for health and by successive government reviewers, um, I think people were rightly appalled when, when they saw the story yesterday and would be rightly appalled. If Absolutely. That was- I mean, to, to think that anybody in office or, or anybody in the cabinet would know, knowingly try to hide this and, you know, what people were rightly owed and money that people were rightly owed were overcharged and to try and hide it to avoid the state paying them back again is outrageous to think that they would but knowingly do that. I heard the Taoiseach respond today and, and he said on, on the Pat Kenny show that he wasn't part of devising any legal strategy. He didn't say there wasn't one, but he said he wasn't part of devising one. And, and he also said that the state hasn't fully accepted the liability for medical card holders. But that's not his judgment to make or the government's mm-hmm. judgment. If the Supreme Court 
passes judgment, that's it. So from what I can see, I suppose, from what the Taoiseach said today, but also from the information that was put into the public domain, <coughs> the very fact that they were uh, forcing people to pursue this through the courts, up to the point of discovery, but then settling because they, they understood they would lose uh, the uh, cases, tells me that the state knew that they were liable. It doesn't matter where, whether they accept liability or not, or, where, or whether they like it. Uh, the fact is that okay. the Supreme Court had passed judgment, and I would imagine that the legal view was that if these cases go to court, uh, then they will win, and then that has, uh, 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 I suppose, an, an effect in and of itself of encouraging more people to take court cases. And, 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 well, and the other thing as well is because a lot of this would have been quite some time ago it was over a 30 year period particularly in relation to the first potential exposure of the 5 billion for the 250,000 patients many of those you know whose sons and daughters were paying that money possibly are now getting older so is this going to be like you know the redress for mother and baby homes and everything else that we do in this country where people are owed money or are owed redress or are owed any kind of payment uh, leaving aside whatever corruption we may believe has gone on and, uh, in the secret papers where something is going to be kicked down the road are we demanding answers right now or is it something we demand answers for and in two years time you'll be on the show talking to me saying we still haven't got any answers Well I think one of the problems that governments have had over a long number of years when it comes to crises like this and you mentioned cervical checks and other scandals as well is the fact that information has to be dragged kicking and screaming from the system and from departments and from government so I believe it's in everybody's interest that there is upfront open full disclosure publish all of the documents publish all of the memos let journalists, let politicians in opposition and, and let those who can examine this to form their own judgment as to whether or not there was a covert legal strategy in place that was about depriving people of their entitlement. Mm-hmm. So we can only make that judgment when we've seen the documentation. I certainly would not want to see uh, foot dragging from government trying to you know, uh, give, appease people to some degree and then we all forget about it. And as you said, in two years' time, it services again. The allegations are really serious. And they are extremely serious. Leaving aside the money that may be owed to people, and that's a separate issue, but the allegation that we try to bring in legislation or that we try to hide these or try to stop people getting money that is rightly owed to them is very serious. It's not so much the legislation. It's the fact that it was a legal strategy. If if the state devised a legal strategy that was about forcing people to go through the courts, uh, but knowing that the, 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 the department would not win, and and then settling the cases so that they, they wouldn't uh, then end up in the public domain and then other people would be unaware of the fact that they have a, a, a recourse and that if they take these cases that the department will settle. So it was the secrecy in relation to it and I suppose it's, it's whether or not that was the strategy. That's the mm-hmm. intention that's Absolutely. been made Absolutely. by the whistleblower. And, and all I can say, Niall, is I would treat them very, very seriously. I certainly do. If I was in government, I would treat it very seriously. I would want the information and the full facts to be disclosed and to be put out there. And it's not too much to ask for that those documents be published. And I have to say it's a rare occasion in 20 years in my career doing talk radio that this sort of story comes before you where you see something that's been blatantly done uh, you know, to discourage people from taking a case or blatantly done to, ta- to, to withhold money from people who are rightly owed it. Just before you go, David, uh, and I hope we hear a lot more of that, and, I, and I'm hoping Sinn Féin will keep pushing the issue because I know you guys will. Uh, but before you go, and I'm kind of catching you off guard maybe on this question, but in relation to payments, we've had quite a number of individuals over the last uh, three or four weeks had emailed us in relation to the payments that Roderick Gorman was meant to make out in relation to redress of mother and baby homes and I don't know whether you have any comments
comment in relation to that because it seems to be getting, like everything else in this country we've just discussed, kicked down the road in the hope that maybe most of these people will be dead and they won't have to pay them anymore. I mean, has your department come, or when I say your department, have you come across this yet? Or, you know, I mean, have you come across any of your local constituents talking about this? Um, I certainly have, and this is an issue for the Department of Children, and our spokesperson in this area, Kathleen Bunchen, has actually chaired the Children's Committee, and they published their own report in relation to this. My position on, on those type of issues is very clear. What happened in the mother and baby homes was, was a scandal. Obviously, uh, those people who live in those homes are entitled to redress. Uh, the nature of that has to be worked out. Um, but in my view, any redress scheme has to have the confidence of the survivors. Uh, there are lots of issues there in relation to tracing of information, adoption rights. There was a lot of issues covered in the report and and, uh, and mm. lots of support that need to be given to survivors of mother and baby homes. But my starting point when it comes to any of these issues is that they have to be uh, victim uh, centres and we have to you know, look, first of all, at, at the, the needs of those survivors in those mother and baby homes and then as best we can put in place supports and put in place redress schemes that actually have the confidence of, of those women. So if I was in the minister's shoes, that's how I would come at it, because otherwise a very sour taste would be left in people's mouths. That was what was a very sad and tragic chapter in Irish history uh, is even soured even more by virtue of the fact that the recourse scheme, uh, redress scheme um, and... and uh, well, it's been delayed over and over and over again. Not put in place. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the air. David Cullinan, Sinn Féin Health Spokesperson. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hit.